0: Welcome to Fellows in the Field. This is Hannah and Sam, the 2018-2019 Fellows at SQ Dumas Ripple, an architecture firm in New Orleans. We're still working on our tagline, so we will happily take any suggestions.
1: This year's topic is vision and sound in architecture. We're excited to share what we learn in this audio format. This way we can disseminate information to our co-workers quickly without having them read a long report. And What better way to discuss and demonstrate concepts about sound than something audible?
0: And for those of you who are in our office, we will also be supplementing this with a one page visual recap for reference. So, for some quick intros of us, uh, my name is Hannah Berryhill. I'm from Houston, Texas. I have an undergraduate degree in interior design from the University of Texas at Austin and a master of architecture from Tulane University. My interests uh, personally are in the multisensory and human experience of architecture, and I'm looking forward to researching why some of these qualities have important and measurable effects on the way that our buildings feel and function.
1: And I'm Sam Gotchman. I'm from Dix Hills, New York. I have a degree in ecology, anthropology, and human-centered design from Dartmouth College. My personal interests are in the way we use and don't use our sensory systems to interact with the world. I like to apply research methods, physiology, and psychology to expand design and architecture. And as a disclaimer. Neither of us is an acoustician. We are not acoustical consultants, so we don't know everything. But our minds are like sponges, and we're excited to communicate what we learn to you guys.
0: So our interest is seeing how sound and vision interact and affect our experiences in the built environment. We're hoping to research everything from the basics of sound to more in-depth, experiential, subjective experiences. But we're also open to the process. We're not really sure where exactly this might go. Currently, our plan is to try out these weekly explorations on auditory and visual topics that are relevant to architecture in a range of various sites and settings from the office to maybe the more unusual as well.
1: Our first topic is the fundamentals of sound.
0: All right, Sam, so what is sound? Sound is
1: basically... A vibration, it's the propagation of pressure waves through a medium. So a source generates a sound and that energy vibrates air particles which vibrate other air particles and eventually it hits your eardrum and that's where sound perception starts. So the speed of sound in air is 1,125 feet per second and that's basically one mile in five seconds. And while there are many ways to describe sound, two parameters, two main parameters, are sound level and frequency. So sound level is loudness, basically, um, otherwise known as amplitude, and it's measured in decibels. Pure silence would be zero decibels. A private office is around 40 decibels. A motorcycle is around 100 decibels. Jet taking off is around 140 decibels, and for reference, EDR's office is around 55 decibels. What? <laughs> That's so loud. <laughs> frequency is synonymous with pitch. So think of notes on a scale. The lower notes on the scale have a lower frequency, and the higher notes on the scale have a higher frequency. And human hearing has a frequency range of 20 to 20,000 hertz. So, all else being equal, higher frequency sounds are perceived as louder than lower frequency sounds.
0: So, unfortunately, this is one potential reason why your female coworkers might be perceived as louder than their male counterparts, even though they might be speaking at the same volume. Okay, the next one is, the next one is Roy. There are various things that can happen when a sound interacts with a material and three qualities in particular that architects should consider when they're choosing materials. One is that the sound can be absorbed by the material. The other is that it can be transmitted through the material or passing through it. The last is that the sound can be reflected. For example, smooth concrete which does not transmit or absorb sound but does reflect it will create a space that might sound very echoey with a lot of reverb. But, most likely, the adjacent space will not be able to hear the sound generated in that space. Acoustical foam, on the other hand, does transmit and absorb sound, but it does not reflect it. So, in theory, if you had a wall built of all acoustical foam, the interior space would sound pretty nice without a lot of echo, but your neighbors are going to hear a lot of the sound transmitting through the wall.
1: So, as a recap, those three properties are absorption, reflection, and transmission. So to understand sound levels in the real world, we conducted an experiment at EDR. We were wondering, do architects who are hypothetically designing comfortable sounding spaces actually know what sound level is?
0: All right, well, we'll see how bad we are at this.
1: So we performed a test. We brought EDR employees around the office and had them guess the decibel levels of sounds around the office. These sounds were ambient office noise, Computer keyboard typing. A semi-loud conversation at a neighbor's desk. The coffee grinder heard from steel conference room. A circular saw in the wood shop. And the hum of the green conference room.
0: So to be fair, we tried the test on ourselves first.
1: I've got my initial guesses. Okay,
0: Let's see how we did. Oh wow, Okay, My guesses are totally off.
1: So the people made guesses, and then we provided them with references of standard decibel levels and examples in the real world. And then we had them guess again.
0: And only Sam and I had the actual measurements during this experiment.
1: After some number crunching, we found that people basically had very little clue as to what the sound levels actually were. I feel idiotic because I have no idea what a decibel sounds like. Okay. <laughs> Someone guessed that the circular saw was a thousand decibels, but it was really only about 91 decibels. Many thought that the green conference room was only 5 decibels, but it was really about 40. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: What?
1: After they received references, the variability of those guesses went way down, and the guesses were closer to the actual measurements. Still, some sounds like ambient office noise and computer keyboards were underestimated.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. For the record, you can see the results of our experiment on the cheat sheet that we handed out.
1: Has anyone been spot on yet?
0: And shout out to Ian, who had the most guesses closest to the actual measurements.
1: So it seems that having some guidelines helps people understand what they're hearing. But it's still important to realize that what you think is true might not be. Why is understanding sound important for architecture?
0: Well if you think about it, most complaints about buildings are often geared towards non-visual comfort issues like noise and echo. And sound levels have a significant impact upon occupants' mood, health, and productivity. One story that we heard was that an office had such poor acoustics in their conference room that they actually rented out a separate space across the highway just for meetings. So not only were employees spending more time getting to that other space, but that was also money being spent on additional rent.
1: So understanding what decibels and hertz are gives us the language to discuss sound ratings, such as STC and NRC, that architects use on a daily basis. Architects might be familiar with the following, but maybe they don't understand their basis. First is STC standing for Sound Transmission Class. It's a rating determined by the sound level reduction, or transmission loss, through an assembly, considering the frequency of that sound.
0: So, for example, we tested the STC rating of the door to the wood shop. Inside the wood shop, we measured a decibel level of about 90 decibels. And on the other side of the door, 70 decibels. So this would correspond to an STC rating of about 20.
1: Other factors that might affect an STC are the gap underneath the door, the nature of the wall assembly, the presence of a plenum space above.
0: And the other limitation with STC ratings are that it only tests in the range of 125 to 4000 Hz. So things that are under 125 Hz that might not be considered in that STC rating are things like a bass guitar or drums, a trainer boat horn, or a low humming HVAC that might not be blocked by a high STC rated wall.
1: The other term is NRC, which stands for noise reduction coefficient. This is the measure of the ability of an exposed material to absorb sound. An NRC of 0 would be a perfect reflection, and an NRC of 1 would be perfect absorption. This is relevant for sounds only in the frequency range of 250 to 2,000 hertz.
0: So thinking back to NRC and STC, this goes back to the fundamentals of sound, of absorption, transmission, and reflection. NRC has to deal with the interior quality of a space, while STC deals with the transmission of sound between two different spaces. So thinking about that concrete wall that might have a high STC rating and a low NRC rating. An acoustical foam wall, on the other hand, would have a low STC rating and a high NRC. According to our interview with Dave Woolworth, an acoustical consultant from RWA Consultants, he said there are three aspects of sound that architects need to consider. The first is background noise, which are fixed consistent noises like mechanical noise or other equipment within a space. Architects also need to consider what types of isolated noises are going to be happening within that space things that are instantaneous, individual, such as people talking, a squeaky cart. And the last is the room acoustics, or the quality materiality of the space, the form, assemblies, other connections that affect how background noise and isolated noises sound within the space. This affects things like reverberation or dryness of the sound, which we'll get into in another episode.
1: That's it for this week's report. We hope you learned something new about the basics of the things you use every day. Let us know what interests you in hearing and vision in architecture, and we just might devote our week to it.